Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. I am your host for today's episode of the Pod Bible Podcast and also the editor of Pod Bible Magazine. And I'm very excited because this is a special episode, mostly special because it's an episode and we haven't done one for a little while. Uh, we used to do very regular episodes. If you uh, weren't aware, then by all means, go back and have a listen to the back catalogue. We've spoken to all kinds of wonderful podcasters over the years. Ed and James from Off Menu, David and Joe from Gossip Mongers and Chatterbix, Cariad from Griefcast. We've spoken to the Football Ramble team. We've spoken to Drunk Women Solving Crime. No such thing as a fish featured. Brett from Films to be Buried with. We did a live episode with him, with Brett Goldstein. Who else have we spoken to? All sorts of wonderful people. Let me have a little scroll through this wonderful spreadsheet of mine. Pick out some more because we are going to speak to some great guests shortly. But sometimes I forget all the great people we've spoken to. Uh, Dane Baptiste from Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. Joe Wicks, talk to him about his podcast. Uh, Simon Mayo talking about his book podcast. Uh, other people behind Cuddle Club. Two Queens in a Pod, Soundtracking, 90s Baby Show, The Logbooks. Uh, changes with Annie McManus, loads, absolutely loads, over a hundred episodes for you to go and have a listen to if you fancy it. Now I'm going to try, even though I've already failed, to not talk too much because the hay fever is really getting to me this year. You may hear that I'm very bunged up, so I'm going to leave you in the capable hands, mostly um, this week and this episode of co-founder of Pod Bible and. I was about to say the podcaster's podcaster, but that, that's a ridiculous statement. He's a prolific podcaster himself. It's Stu Whiffin. He is talking to Guy and Gary from Rock and Tours. Then he is talking to Alan and Jen from Styx. And then he's talking to a sponsor of this week's episode, Toby Goodman, who is from Narrow Podcasting, who's going to tell us all about the benefits of uh, podcasting for business. Uh, and how uh, narrow podcasting can help you if you are a business looking to get into podcasting. So look forward to that. But for now, let's get straight into it as Stu Whiffin talks to Guy Pratt and Gary Kemp from Rock on Tours. Gary, Guy, tell us all about your podcast, please. Go on, Guy, you start because it was kind of your idea, I think. Well, it was your idea. Uh, was it? Oh, that's nice. Uh, well, it was, it basically came from us being on the bus. It actually started on the first Source Full of Secrets tour. I was sitting on the bus and I bought the box set of um, Old Grey Whistle Test. And we used to sit there and just watch all these fantastic Old Grey Whistle Test clips. And of course, we had Nick who had, and so, we, and we were just talking like, you know, musos down the pub or lads down the pub, just talking about all this stuff. And of course, we had Nick who had this great insight to all of it. For, for, for those that don't know, this is Nick. Oh, sorry, we, we're talking Nick Mason, Nick Mason yes, right? And, and the idea just came from that, which is it's just, it's, you know, the thing with music, especially as you get older, it's kind of the greatest thing apart from playing music is talking about it. Yeah. And we just thought, wouldn't it be great to have a thing where we just chat to people and see if, and seeing as between us, we know, we thought we know enough people to get it started. Yeah. If they'll say yes. Guy and I would just natter on about, about guitar players and drummers and bass players and things from the 70s, mostly. And, you know, it, someone might have said, you two, why don't you just get a room? And nowadays people say, why don't you get a podcast? You know, so... <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, yeah. so podcast is the new room. Where, yeah. Where did, where did Raconteurs come from, Guy, that name? The name Raconteurs was actually uh, coined by Mitch Ben because I used to do a one-man show, you know, comedy thing, which was basically telling stories and playing bass about. So it was a similar sort of thing to this. Only I wasn't and, there. And, <laughs> no, only Gary wasn't there. Uh, I, I think it was in Edinburgh one night. I was a special guest on Mitch Ben's show, and he said, please welcome the great rock on tour. 
Now you've said it. I know. Now he's going to be after money. He knows. I told me. I, <laughs> no, Mitch has been credited from day one. With, uh, so, so you know, the idea was just, you know, get someone else on from the music business. I mean, mostly it's going to be the rock business, which is what we know most about, and uh, and then have a natter. And I think that the unlike other podcasts, this is the these are, you know, we've all been in the room together. We've all been in the same rooms, studios. You know, we have anecdotes. We have connections. We wanted it to be like a backstage chat between three musicians. One of the things as a listener that I get is the fact that, yes, there's three musicians talking on the podcast, but it doesn't feel inclusive as to, unless you're a musician, it's not going to make any sense to you. It, it goes wider than that. I think it's a really nice kind of inclusive sort of relaxed chat with, I mean, we'll get onto the guests uh, as, as this unfolds, but it doesn't feel like it's, a Muso podcast just for Musos. Do you think that's a, a fair thing for me That's to say? a very fair thing to say. We keep the tech talk low. You know, if we feel there's too much what amp they used or what sampling rate they were using, I mean, we keep that really low. It's really anecdotal, but it's also about their writing process as artists, their creativity. And of course, we're, we're quite into jumping in and as you would if you were sitting around, it's not like a journalist talking to to someone who can then just spout on with their answers that they've said every week. I think uh, Guy and I have tried to be careful, obviously, not to shout too much over them. But, you know, we, we want to keep this a three-way conversation about them, but occasionally about us too. And I think that's what makes it quite unique. Is it something that you consider, like, when you sort of look back uh, through the, the, the back catalogue, that you're you're putting together you know, a library of music history that's something that, you know, I guess 10 years ago, people would be writing books similar to what you're doing now, but you've got this audio library now that is documenting some incredible stories from some absolute legends. Like, Are you aware of the gravitas of, of what you've recorded and what you've got? We're aware of some gravitas. I mean, like I said, we always find out something we don't know. I like, you know, even speaking yeah. to Nick Mason, I found out stuff I didn't know. Because we're asking questions that you're not going to ask someone you know, necessarily. Sure. There's also an element of, of um, we've become a bit of a feeder for the press. We've had a few stories get into the papers. I think, was it the front page of the Times? Yes, but you should, we, you we should never have wore those trousers with that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love when we had Whispering Bob on. And he and it was just the most brilliant thing. It got into it was the Guardian and the Times about how uh, Nixon asked Elvis to spy on John Lennon, yeah. and that story came from the rock on to. I think like, I think there's on. a there's a certain element of feeling of service that we do here. This isn't making yeah. us rich, <laughs> and so yeah. and so you know why do we do it? We do it because we actually love love this world. You know um, that we're lucky enough yeah. to be. A quite a key part of and the access that we have but but there is a feeling of you know yeah this is going down in history i i talked to we talked to some people in of a certain age in rock music and it reminds me of, of when i was a kid watching world at war you know and they'd be interviewing the old generals <laughs> and the, the soldiers and the sappers you know um and you're thinking wow look at that old geezer he was actually there and then they were all gone yeah yeah, but on that okay, cheerful so note, <laughs> moving forward, <laughs> I was just thinking as well. When you 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 speaking about whispering Bob, like how, how wonderful that the kind of idea grew out of them old whistle yeah, yeah. Uh, test videos to to, to well, then he, have him on he, uh, he, and, he and, the, and chat. He it's really wonderful. is the god of what we do, isn't he, guy? 
Because yeah. those interviews yeah. he used to get, do, you know, in, in the studio, which was so relaxed and so hip. And you watch him, you thought, oh my God, he's gone to LA to speak to Joni Mitchell or whatever it might be, you know, New York to speak to John Lennon. He's yeah. a mate. And, yeah. And just to, what was so great was to be able to say to him, why did you always ask how long the album took? Yeah. yeah. He went, I know, it's ridiculous. It's like, who cares? Well, it was two weeks at Sunset and then it was 10 days at Abbey Road. Yeah. And then it was four days at Iron. But I think it's so no, But I think when I was a kid, I was quite impressed by the money and time yeah. that they could afford to make this yeah. critical art. I think it's also an interesting thing, Gary, with the passage of time of how when he talked, because I had no idea. And this again, there's something you learn about the the night it all kicked off at the speakeasy. Oh yeah, with Sid Vicious. But what's so funny, Gary, is you now going, this is just outrageous and I hope those people feel incredibly sorry for themselves. And I'm thinking in 1977, were you thinking no, that? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Get the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love, Boring old fart. But I love the fact that we all lived through punk 40, 40, how long? I mean, 40 or five years yeah. ago. 48, oh, I mean, Jesus. And we all called them boring old farts and dinosaurs then. These are the guys. Where they were 30. They were 30. And these are the guys we're desperate to interview now, right? <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, the people that you want to interview, I mean, who's on the bucket list and what can people expect from uh, the podcast this year? Because uh, the one people people keep asking, but I know, but he just, he just, you know, David Gilmore just doesn't like doing interviews. <laughs> you know, he just, I mean, with the best will in the world. It, it's um, Peter Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on the yeah. bucket. No, this is bucket list. This is not. Of course, it's McCartney. Who's you coming? know, and McCartney would be of course lovely. It's McCartney. But, but, um, Ringo, and, and of course, Kate Bush, Annie Lennox. Uh, we did have. We've had a. It's yeah, big, Chrissy Hines, and of course, with some of those key rock women. Uh, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're two blokes. You know, people have complained that we haven't had enough women on the show. But let's face it; that that period was dominated by men anyway. But the women we have had a lot of knockbacks and we've been begging you know Annie and Kate and Susie and I mean all yeah. of them to and Chrissy to come on Joan Debbie Joan Jett, you know uh Debbie yeah I mean Joan Armour Trading was fantastic recently I mean and Belinda Carlisle yeah but we'll get there in the end yeah I, I guess it's because it's two blokes wow. I guess they think we're you know top gear but you know two <laughs> two less blokey blokes <laughs> I used to buy all my shirts from top gear <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Well, people can get the podcast wherever they choose to listen to their podcast, right? You're on all the usual places, we are, right? We are. We're everywhere. Yes, we're on every every platform there is, yeah. Wonderful. Guy, Gary, thank you so much, gents. Thank you, Stu. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Guy, and thank you, Gary. All right, straight to the next chat, and we have Alan and Jen, who are going to tell you all about sticks. Alan. Jen, tell me all about the podcast. Sticks was conceived and written by uh, Matt Rainey. Uh, it is noir, uh, an audio drama about an adventure in the underworld, um, about a detective who is, gosh, uh, now I'm in the realm of what can I say and what can I not say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, about a detective who is disabled. Uh, and he runs a very poor and down and out kind of detective agency. His world kind of changes when he meets Hattie, who's my character. And she kind of spins him into a new world of more possibilities for the agency, but also as a non-lover of human beings, 
it is a, a, a problem for Blake Wayman, who's played by Brian O'Sullivan. And it's been, so he has this ability to dance between the real world and the underworld and uh, live with the undead and with the alive. And um, therefore he can go and chase after baddies in the underworld and right the wrongs of situations that had happened to them in, in the real world. So um, Hattie spins him on an investigation about her sister. And he then gets spun into a whole other world of, of other investigations. His fellow um, six agency uh, compadre is um, played by Sharon Angela, who's true. And he also has a cat called Sphinx, uh, who is maybe my favorite character. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the kind of, that's the start of the adventure. And it's based on the 1930s, 40s, uh, old um, radio plays, uh, radio dramas. And, and that's where um, Matt came up with the, the idea. It's a, a big love of his and um, it's beautifully written. And I'll shut up now in a second, but like, um, I think <laughs> we get to a part, uh, an age, a crook, crooked age in our acting career, whereby there's so many scripts that come at you. Oftentimes you'll do a gig because there's good money involved. And other times you'll do it because it's just bloody good. And his writing is just wonderful. There's no fat in it. He gets straight to it. Uh, he, he grabs a listener uh, and a reader um, and drags them onto the next part. And, and that's aided beautifully by the talents like Alan's talents and uh, Matt Branzett's incredible production values and uh, that he has painstakingly put together. So that's it. That's it. That's the little, that's, I'll shut up now. The thing that really kind of struck me is that it's it's a real uh, sort of mashup of kind of genres. So there is yeah. that sort of real 30s, 40s, like sort of Philip Marlowe, sort of Mike Hammer feel to it. That's the kind of drive of the main character of like Blake Wayman. And that's the that's the feel of it. But then it blends like the real like supernatural and sometimes it's sort of in my estimation, like sort of downright horror and sort of puts them all together. Like it's very funny at times as well. But it's sort of like that underworld is a real sense of like is like purgatory for like tortured souls. And there's like in my mind, there's a, there's a sort of a, analogous kind of like feel to it where this guy is almost like a sort of savior. Like he, he has to sacrifice a lot in order to go and help these other these kind of lost souls. And it's like the amount of characters in it, the amount of, like there's real there's so much color. There's so many kind of levels to it. Like one senior, there, there's a character who's just sort of maybe downright sort of comedic or silly. And then you just know it's sort of like the soap opera rule of like if somebody's smiling at the start of a soap opera half an hour later, they're in absolute misery. Yeah. And if you like, I feel like in this in this show, like you, you there's a, you know, a little teaser is that a funny character comes along and you just you just know around the corner that something something mm -hmm. terrible is going to happen. Uh, we should also say, Jen, you mentioned it's called Sticks, but it's not spelled as people may think it's spelled right. Let's, I'm just thinking if people are going to go and search for that now. No, it's S-T-Y-X. And uh, I believe, I uh, will stand corrected, it is um, based on the old mythological underworld river uh, from mythology. It was a Greek oh. mythology. Shit, I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got quite a few questions because generally when... Um, we're interviewing podcasters. It's this is the first time I've um, sat and interviewed people from from an audio drama. So I'm I'm very interested as a podcaster as well to know how how it works. And and firstly, like how, you know, how did your involvement 
come about with sticks? I'll start with you this time, Alan. My involvement was actually through Jen. Jen and Matt uh, uh, know each other. And so Jen sort of suggested me as a possible participant in it. And, you know, Matt sent me a couple of samples. And it's sort of, it's it's rare that, because Jen and I both are, uh, sort of audio, we're audio book, book narr- narr- narrators. So we've done that for a long, long time. So we kind of understand the notion of kind of maybe jumping from character to character or or tone or mood or something that needs to be that needs to be read or needs to be narrated. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Matt sent me a couple of samples initially, and honestly, like I've I've done a couple of serialized podcasts, but I've I genuinely have never read something where I'm kind of going, oh my god, that that. And like, even though they're quirky characters and they're and they're they're sort of off the wall, it was so clear what the yeah. tone was. So as an as an actor, it's like if you're doing a play or you're doing a, a something on the telly, it's just made so much easier if it's if it actually just makes sense as soon as you yeah. read it. Even though it's set in a in a in a the, the backdrop of it is is crazy. The actual what was going on and the voices of the characters, I think, were in my mind certainly very very clear and. You know, if I had an idea and Matt had an idea, because Jen, Jen and I are sort of our function in this show is kind of slightly different in the sense that Jen's character is one of the people who leads, who leads the story. And I play a whole bunch of different characters who are schizophrenic, I, basically. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so we provide that information for them as as they go along or or sort of attempt to stop them in their tracks. And sure. um, so in some ways, that gives me a lot more freedom. In a way, and especially if you're playing different characters, you can really go to the extremes of it. And like honestly, the the fun that we had doing it was was really spectacular. It was great. And so the, we we recorded it in a pretty in a, in a smallish studio, but we all just like some people were sitting around a table, some of us were on a couch with mics, uh, and we would just when the airplanes weren't going overhead, we would like <laughs> sort of grab grab a few minutes and play out a scene and. We knew we had we had moment little windows here and there, so but it gave it us the energy. It gave it this kind of like urgency, which was great. And and, and Jen, can I just ask you something? Of, uh, touching on something that Alan just said there, the way you said like you know some were sitting on sofa, some were sitting on tables, and so when you recalled again, I'm I'm completely blinkered and, and, and unaware of how an audio drama is put together. I presumed it might be done remotely, and but for for this experience, was everybody pretty much together, and and it was recorded as a as, as you know the whole cast sort of being present as much as possible. Um, it's funny, Alan made a reference about airplanes, so like you can't escape airplanes in in LA, particularly if you're out in Santa Monica, and one of the things that we had to contend with was was people moving bins and airplanes and all that kind of like leaf blowers, which are my arch nemesis in this entire world. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you had all of those kind of things. And and so our studio space was actually relatively small in this circumstance. Um, but as much as possible, we're in there together because like Alan said, it's our energy. It's if you're, we're basically doing theater, but just over over a microphone. And so the more human bodies that you're in there, the more you're in your character, the more you're giving to the next person and you're creating the, the atmosphere and the environment for everybody to kind of get in there. And I mean, Alan's, Alan and myself, like I, I record in my closet just there and I just was recording um, before we came on. <laughs> 
and like I stand because I I like that energy. Now I actually sat for when we were recording sticks because I had to. But when you stand, you're you're way more in character. And Alan would have sta- stood for it. And he did all of these mental characters, um, which he merged together on this tiny reel, and it's he just sounds mental and it's great. And it's all of the characters in together. But the more you're working together, the more real it is, the more you're inviting the audience to kind of come into your world a little bit. And it's more fun as an actor then as well. And just to clarify, people are now going to want to go and check out the series. Where's the best place to do it? Is it on all the usual platforms? All the usuals, like anywhere you listen to your things, your podcasts, your audio dramas. And, you know, Spotify is is popular, but so is iTunes and everything else in between. And you can listen to it on the website as well, which is uh, sticksaudiodrama.com. So yeah, yeah. And like, share, rate, review, all the things, holler at us, scream across countries, you know, tell us what you think. And um, yeah, and, and we're excited. Hopefully, um, Matt is is penning right now as we speak in a coffee shop somewhere in Santa Monica, the outline for season two. Uh, so he's excited to get that rolling. Fantastic. And so are we. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We really are. We'll put the, uh, the, 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 the link in the show notes so people can just pop over to, uh, to, to, to there, click it and, uh, and get started on sticks. Alan, Jen, thank you so much. Thanks, Stu. Thank you, Stu. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you, Alan and Jen. Love the sound of that. All right, let's finish things up with a chat with Toby Goodman. He is from Narrow Podcasting. He's going to tell you all about his business, his product, and uh, how he can help businesses looking to get into podcasting. Uh, We'll be back after this to wrap things up. Toby Goodman, tell me all about what you do. I work with various different incredible business owners to help them grow their business or maintain and sustain their business using podcasts. That's what I do today. But before that, and still slightly adjacent to that, I spent 20 years playing the drums for a living. I'm interested in knowing, it's always fascinating as as a former musician myself, seeing so many former musicians moving into the world of of podcasting. But I want to sort of dig a little deeper in regards to working with businesses and, and and, and the benefits of having a podcast, because I think in those 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 formative years of podcasting, when you were still having to tell people what a podcast was, there were few and far between. And now that the, the podcast is a very common word now, and 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 at the end of every year, in you know every celebrity, instead of you know doing a fitness DVD, they're launching a podcast. And I find it really interesting that it's moved into the sort of the, the corporate market. So. Tell me a little bit about how that come about. Yeah, well, first of all, to your point about musicians getting into podcasting, I think it's brilliant, right? Because we've all got this innate understanding of the power of audio and the power of the voice without the visual stuff. I understand we can get into talking about videos, but I'm really I'm really a big fan of the audio-only podcast for a ton of reasons. So I think it's great to see musicians getting into into the podcast industry i think it's a it's the right thing for so many of us as we try and diversify and stay afloat with, with the industry being being so terrible uh in so many ways so in about 2015 i quit a west end show and everyone thought it was crazy but i knew there was there was a baby that was going to show up anytime and i thought right i'm going to i'm going to help my mate James run this party band and we ran this party band, which did, you know, the high end function. So either big celebrity 
level sort of weddings or massive corporates. And we ended up going, you know, all, all around the world doing those, not just in London. And for about the first six months, we were flying high. We had the latest promo. We were the latest big corporate band. So we were getting booked all the time. And then after about six months, it dropped off. And we've really had a, a significant marketing problem. And at, at that time, I was using podcasts to just learn stuff, you know, learn about business, learn about marketing, kind of educate myself and be entertained, right? And I just thought, you know what, let's try a podcast because no one's talking to us. Like no one wants to talk to us. And what we realized was that as soon as we asked people to come on a podcast, they would just say yes. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. And since 2015, kind of basically refined that method and, and, and I've ended up being hired by a number of people to teach them that basically you can use a podcast to get in with people. So for us, it wasn't a podcast about music or bands, which would be the obvious thing. It was a podcast about how to run a su successful event. And of course, if you phone up, you know, the big dog uh, event planners and said, oh, we're a band, we'd love to work for you. They'd just be like, you know, no. Musicians, smell, they're late, they play too loud. We know who we like. See you later. But if you phone them up and said, we've got a podcast about how to run a successful event. We're big fans of yours. We love the work you did at the Ritz or whatever. Speci also, spe specificity around an invite for me has been really powerful. So not come and tell me about what you do, but let's talk about this specific moment in your career or this specific moment in your business or a specific project. So if we just learn a couple of things or as much as we could, to be honest, about these people to say, look, we understand you were here. You did this event. We'd love to, for you to come and talk, talk to us and feature you on our podcast. And of course, we will send you a great sounding audio that you can share with your followers. Again, completely speaks to the ego because they're like, oh, they, they think that we've got followers, even if maybe they did it right. So, and then, and then just say, and we'll send you some fantastic shareable assets, which we now know is like completely common practice. Here's your episode art and all of that stuff. But back then that was completely new. And so we had zero problem getting in with people. And I think this is the really the difference between if you want to be a podcaster, which I think is fantastic, you want to get yourself out there, you want to grow your podcasts, noble, it's great, you know who your audience are, all of that is awesome. But for people who are running businesses, it's not really about getting yourself out there. It's about getting yourself in there. And because if you can get yourself in there, you can get hired. And yeah. we would genuinely be interested in these people, find out a a bit about their business and normally seed at some point a question along the lines of when it comes to working with musicians on events, what kind of challenges do you have? And they would all say the same things. They would all say musicians play too loud, they're late and, and they smell, right? That's our, that's our experience of working with musicians. To which, of course, we'd always reply, you know, we always, we always hire great musicians that are play appropriate to the volume and, and, and the room they're in. And that arrive on time and have a high level of personal hygiene. Like, and that was enough for them to go, oh, they listen to us. And what we realized started happening was that bit that, that we'll have in a few minutes time where you say, thanks for being on the show. And then we have another couple of minutes together. That bit I started calling post-coital pod because they were, would always go, well, how was it for you? Was I all right? Did you get everything you needed? And I'd say, yeah, it was great. And they might say at that point, and it happened to us that actually we've got an event in India next week and they felt safe because they knew that they were talking to people who, who understood 
the result that they were trying to get rather than play music. You know, it, it's about playing music, but it was about, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. about understanding the place that the music had in their business rather than just saying, come and check us out, aren't we great? And, and I know that you're not, not here looking just to pitch to new business owners, but if, if people are listening to this and it's really resonating and, and, and they want to find out more, what, what, what's, the, what's the next step? Where's the best place to go and sort of find out more? Yeah, so I've got a website called narrowpodcasting.com and on that you will find a quiz which will take you through what kind of podcaster you are or you might be and it will give you a result. I think there are kind of four results that you get about roadblocks that might be holding you back um, to starting a podcast. One of them is tech, for example. So it'll give you the next steps on what to do if you're struggling with tech or it might be confidence is another one, for example. So you get a ton of that stuff free and that gets you in my world and gets you access to how I think when I send out the occasional email. I'm not a, you know, every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. <laughs> I don't do that. Like if something occurs to me, great. Uh, there are a few podcasts. There's podcast Business Coach, which are short thoughts on different things. There are some interviews on there that I've done for my own podcast. So, you know, I, I'm eating my own dog food, as they say. Uh, there's the book, which is whatever a book costs on Amazon, narrow podcasting. There's the course, which is a bit more of an in investment. There's working with my production company. And of course, occasionally people work with me one-to-one, -one, of which I limit to very, very few. But yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully what's happening is I'm putting out enough free or very, very uh, reasonably priced things to help people who are on on their journey in a way that many, many people have helped me <laughs> through my music career, gave me a chance. And, you know, the investment really to get into my world is your time. So if it's interesting to you, you don't have to suddenly apply to to work with me directly. You know, there's, in, there's enough out there. I really believe in giving a lot of value, leading with a lot of value. And I also believe that stuff comes out of, I believe in serendipity, right? I believe that stuff comes out of just being a good person and being around and, and helping people. And in two years time, when someone's suddenly grown a business, they might, they might want to give me a call and work with me. But until then, there's a book, there's a course, there's free content, there's showing up at podcast, uh, the podcast show in London in May, which I'm speaking there with Ariel Nissenblatt from Squadcast. Uh, so we're going to talk about it. And yeah, narrowpodcasting.com is where it's at. Wonderful. Toby, thank you so much. Thanks, Stu. Thank you so much to Stu and of course to Toby for that chat uh, and to Alan and Jen and to Gary and Guy. And thanks to you guys for listening. Uh, we are going to be at the podcast show, uh, which is a big massive show uh, happening in a couple of weeks time uh, at the end of may please come along and see us if you're going to be at that event in london uh, we're going to be there we're going to have a stand we're going to have loads of back issues of the magazine so please do come along grab a copy and say hello to us we're also of course still producing the magazine every couple of months our latest issue with dr rangan chatterjee is available at podbiblemag.com and if you head over to podbiblemag.com We've still got loads of wonderful content there. Uh, lots of extra articles and reviews. You can sign up to our newsletter. You can do all sorts. There's loads to read, loads of recommendations. So go and have a look. Uh, before we wrap things up, I want to say thank you so much to Buddy Peace, who had to dust off the editing files for Pod Bible podcast today uh, to get this all ready for you. So thank you very much, Buddy, for that. And uh, thank you to ACAST. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. And uh, thanks to you for listening. Uh, we will be back with another episode at some point soon. But as I said before, go and have a little scroll through the back catalogue. Have a little listen. 
Uh, but until next time, I wish you all the very best. And uh, yeah, speak to you all soon. Bye-bye.